The wait is over. New episodes of The Walking Dead Season 10 are premiering early February 21st on AMC+. Don't miss the extended 10th season featuring six new episodes, each focused on fan-favorite characters. Prepare for all new high-stakes showdowns and emotional reckonings by catching up on the latest season before new episodes drop. With season binges, exclusive content, and early access to new episodes, the best Walking Dead experience is only on AMC+. Get lost in the Walking Dead universe today. Available ad-free and on demand. Sign up at amcplus.com. AMC+, only the good stuff. Hey, it's Mark Roberts and David Dave here on Let's Get Into Entertainment. The business of entertainment. Thank you, David Dave. Yep. Um, so look, our show's all about how do you get where you're going? How do you stay where you're going? How do you figure out what you're doing? Uh, especially in the business of entertainment, right? You, there's so many. It's a process. Yeah, there's so many places to go. So I wanted to go somewhere where we haven't been. And today we're going to be talking to Mike Esterman. Mike Esterman handles celebrities yeah he gets them speaking engagements gets them personal appearances and i don't know for sure but i think there's lots of money in that we'll find out yeah so when we get back we're gonna be talking to mike esterman and figure out how much do people get paid to speak and to make appearances at hotels at restaurants at nightclubs conferences conferences all kinds of stuff yeah. right there's a lot of ways to make money so we're going to figure out how much people make and how people make it and we'll find out a little bit about how mike esterman became a uh, broker to the stars all right so welcome back to let's get into entertainment the business of entertainment you know this business is complicated we've got tootie not here today Man, it's very complicated. Poor guy. <laughs> but, but no, no. But you know what I mean. Yeah, he's got he's got his job to do. There's a reality to when you're trying to be a filmmaker, but you have a second job, or yeah. you have your first job, right? Which is you gotta you gotta make the money so that you can take care of your mortgage, take care of your family. Yeah. And he's got to do that. Mm-hmm. He's got kids, so he's the uh, makeup artist on Access Hollywood. Uh, he works with Mario Lopez, and today they're doing their very special. Of Halloween all, show of all days, <laughs> their Halloween show. <laughs> so what happened was we were planning on having uh, him here to do the podcast, but they ran over. So the business of entertainment is that he's got to be there, and we've got to do our show because the show must go on. David, show Dave. must go on. Um, but you know, it's funny. We talk a lot on the show about entrepreneurship. We talk a lot about you know how people end up being writers or showrunners or actors or you know the different places you can end up in in show business yeah the one thing we haven't covered which i'm happy we're going to cover today is that there is a business sort of beyond the business which is managing celebrities and getting them speaking engagements getting them money for appearing at a conference or at a restaurant or i mean there's numerous things right yeah at sporting events you see those uh, events pop up all the time so I always wondered how they did that. I always wondered how much people get paid. And who books them. And who books them. So today, right now, we're going to call Mike Esterman, who is you know, one of the leading guys in this area. He books a lot of celebrities. I know he handles Mario Lopez in particular. That's how right, I know him. Right. But, uh, but he handles a lot of people. I mean, he's been doing this for years and years and years. Funny thing is, 
he was this amazing dancer mm. early in his career, like amazing. I'm not kidding. Like if you look him up, you know, remarkable, like soul train yeah. sort of dancer. I've seen footage. Have you seen footage? Yeah. yeah he's amazing. But uh, that's not who he is today. And it's interesting to see, you know, someone going from a complete dancer that you would think, oh, this guy has a feature doing this to now managing celebrities and their speaking engagements. So let's give Mike a call, find out uh, how he does what he does. Is Mike. Hey Mike, it's Mark Roberts calling. I'm calling from Oh uh, hey. Hey buddy. I'm calling from Let's Get Into Entertainment, the podcast about entertainment. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, it's always good for entertainment, right? Entertainment is supposed to be entertaining. That's what I would say. But has it been entertaining lately? Uh, I don't know. We're no. Kind of in that lull from entertaining. Yeah, well I wanna hear I wanna hear all about how it's going for you. But but you know, Davy Dave and I were talking because Davy Dave also is here on the show with us and uh Davy Dave. Hey, what's happening? Double D in the house. Yeah, yay. Um you know, Davy Dave has seen videos of you dancing back in the day. I mean, I don't know. I don't wanna oh, watch my shows, huh? <laughs> Little flashback to the what the eighties or something. Yeah, I don't want to date you, but it, I guess it was the eighties. But Damn. you know, yeah, it was. Yeah, it w- it was in color, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you were an amazing dancer. Well, I don't know. I go that far. I wasn't no dance. Uh, what do you call it? I was dance part of USA. I did American Dance thing, but I was no. Uh, do you think you can dance type dancers? I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I I I I. I sent the guys a video of you dancing on, you know, <laughs> on Dance Dance USA or whatever it was called. Dance party, yeah. Dance, Dance party. party days were great. We filmed that in Philly, and I did that for about a year and a half as a featured dancer. That was the show, you know, Kelly Ripa was on before she. Uh, Are you kidding? Got oh, wow. to her fame. I yeah, didn't Kelly Ripa was on there as one of her claims of fame. If you check that out, Google that for Holy knowledge. <laughs> that's amazing but you know i uh when i watched it you know look i know you and uh and um and i <laughs> and when i Have see that show, I've seen you, well i see <laughs> i saw that show and i thought to myself wow this guy like really had you know he had like his some stuff rhythm. down yeah i yeah, mean some moves. Wow, for, for a white boy i was i had some moves right <laughs> yeah i mean for me it sort of looked <laughs> yeah it sort of looked like you had been trained in some in oh some my form. god i wasn't that far I was just doing the normal, like, uh, I was just freestyle. That was it. Freestyle dancing. It's whatever you feel, your body moves to the beat. You know, there was no certain type of steps that you, um, you know, memorize. Yeah. It was just freestyle. Wow. Freestyle. That was a freestyle flow. It was fun, though. That was a lot of time. And then from there, you know, I did American Bandstand. Yeah. Bandstand with Dick Clark. That was a fun show for about a year or so on that. I don't Loved doubt that. it. These yeah. are all things as a kid you do just for ego. There was no pay. It was, it was all just fun. It was great exercise. Back in the day, I was in shape. Yeah. I was doing spins like Michael Jackson and slides like, uh, you know, they, this, is, uh, this is the stuff that I memorized the most. Now, can I do it now? <laughs> you could moonwalk. I remember you could moonwalk on that show too, right? Yeah, there you go. I can do a good walk. Yeah. No, moonwalk. <laughs> yeah, you can moonwalk. You look great, though. It was, uh, look, it was, it was very impressive. Looking back at it, I think you were a very, very impressive dancer. Yeah, that's why I added. I did add some of those to my YouTube stuff. I think it's under just Esterman. I don't know, Esterman Entertainment or something, my YouTube channel. Yeah. And I did upload a lot of the dance party stuff, some of the American dance and stuff. Some stuff was even just local D.C., Maryland, where I'm from. So let me ask you this. So when you were yeah. doing when you were doing these shows, when you got on American Bandstand, were you, was your career path different than what it ended up? Like, what were you thinking <laughs> you were going to do? <laughs> 
I never thought I'd be doing this. Actually, I was uh, always with my father uh, doing my family jewelry business, and I was just growing up in it. I didn't really have a, you know, a specific role. I wasn't just doing sales or doing repairs. So I was just always around him. So I loved doing the jewelry. Um, like I'd polish and clean the jewelry that my father would repair, whether they're soldering and diamond settings and redesigns and stuff. So I would then take it and do the cleaning part, which is the steam. Um, a steam queen and then polish on the wheel and that kind of stuff. And it was always fun. I love to see things just clinging away. But, you know, I was also doing this hobby is like the, I had a limousine company, um, started with my father's antique 1934 Rolls Royce doing weddings on weekends nice. at a high school. I mean, these are fun stuff. You know, Arrive in Style was the name of the company. Been there for about eight years. And while I was doing that is when I was doing this little dancing thing, you know, at the nights and the weekends when, I would take people to go to clubs and drive drunk people home with the limos. I would sometimes just go and dance because it was just fun. I didn't drink. I still never drank, but it was just good to be that responsible slash, you know, business person uh, in the limo business and kind of doing the dancing as a hobby. And I just loved it. So you were an entrepreneur, like the first Uber. Yeah, I'm an Aries. So I guess Aries are entrepreneur types and self-employed, you know, paths of our they seem to keep uh, busy in our minds and creating things. And I was always seem to do something that, I don't know, I created a void that people wanted. And uh, that's how I did that. And then I wish I got more embedded with the jewelry business, but my father had passed in the uh, early, uh, I guess it was like, God, he was only 62 and it's 97 in 1997. So it was really, you know, it's been a while now, but he was young and I didn't fully have my feet in, the business part so it was kind of sudden and then didn't get to do the jewelry thing as where i thought my growth would path would have been yeah and uh were you thinking about entertainment at all while you were dancing you know i did um out of that i did start to do oh i can do my own dance shows in the maryland dc area locally so i i took that same mold but out of the studio realm and say let's do live at nightclubs and the people that were already at the clubs would have been my audience because everybody at that time, you know, wants to be seen on TV as a ham. Everybody has a little, you know, oh, I can do that and want to be, you know, show off type thing as young. Yeah. And if you're already in the club, then half the battles, there's your audience. Then I just got a couple local uh, TV. I bought some to- local TV cable time on my channel in my area and a uh, half hour spot and made my own dance show. It was pretty cool. And <laughs> wow. I just did that, you know, for a couple of years. Um, just kind of circled everything. You know, the nightclubs would give me the space because they got the exposure. Kids were on the shows; they were already there. Uh, music artists would fly in that needed the exposure, so I worked with all the record companies. I mean, I remember when CNC Music Factory, yeah. if you remember them, oh, um, yeah. they were number one on the chart, and I remember specifically having them as a guest on my show. Wow. The week it went number one, and I was just like, wow. I got this artist on my show, my little local Maryland, D.C. show, and they're like number one in the country. Wow. Even downtown Julie Brown was doing MTV's uh, show back then, and she was even um, a guest on one of the shows with Criss Cross, if you remember them. The guys oh, yeah. Were the backwards yeah. Bands. yeah. And before one of the guys died, I remember, you know, they were one of my guests on there. I got them on my, uh, on my YouTube channel there. They're one of the shows, Criss Cross. That's I amazing. Mean, these were all like, at that time, they were hot on the charts. Yeah. And you had them on your show. Yeah, they were just, I was a little cable show that was just doing things that are that's giving people a great platform from exposure. And so, it worked out. It was a win-win for everybody. That's kind of how it worked. Did it make me a millionaire? No. 
It made me, you know, knowledgeable of how TV shows work. The process. From an entrepreneur standpoint. But it was a lot of work, you know, from the, just the shooting and the organizing everything. And then you got the editing and then the time. And the, it was a non-going, non-stop. But it was, it was fun being that young and doing it. And then I guess that's how the entertainment world kind of began. But I didn't know I'd become a, what I do now as a, you know, as a personal appearance agent for many of the big names that are people request. So the names sell themselves. But I basically put the deals together. It's like, who wants who to, to sell what and market what? So yeah. it's kind of like that. Well, let me, let me, before we, before we jump into that. So, so you do this show in Maryland, you get a bunch of, you, I would imagine you got a lot of interest in what you were doing, considering you had such big stars on your show. Um, was there, yeah, those were, that was the exposure side because I had the channel on the, uh, on the back then it was channel 50, yeah. it was a WDCA show on 50 and you know, it had those numbers. So of course they needed the exposure. That's when artists didn't have many outlets besides an MTV yeah. or a, a national, but think about it. Even the nationals, they were hard to get on. You couldn't just, anybody could just get on one of the shows. So I was like one of those easy, ah, this guy's got something. Let's get on his show. And I just was lucked out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And were you, so did you have, did you ever have any aspirations? I mean, obviously you had aspirations to be an entrepreneur in the, in that business, but did you have a, a aspirations to act or dance beyond what you were doing? You know, I, I did not be thinking I want to be an actor or, you know, I knew that was, I lived in Maryland East Coast. I wasn't even a ma- around an area that could be casting and people wanted on shows. Um, when I was out in LA for those few times for the dance shows, I would just hang out with my other friends at that time who were doing TV shows or hosting major shows. And I just hanging out with them as a friend. Yeah. So I just saw it from afar. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting about that. Uh, Esterman is, um, you were an entrepreneur. You obviously knew uh, how to get your, yourself around a business and to you know, convince people to let you do stuff. The thing that, uh, that's telling about it is that you parlayed that into a business where you now you work with celebrities at the highest level and you get them speaking engagements and personal appearances. Tell me about what it is that you're doing now with celebrities and getting them appearances and all that. How does that work? Oh, well, what it is is um, back... I was working with a local DC nightclub who was booking these people every weekend to give his location that little, you know, that little bit of a spunk and that specialty, you know, difference than the, the club down the street. So he'd have his special guests and just being there, uh, loving the dance and being around a club and being like, uh, have my own little guest list of introducing the ladies to a, a hot spot and trying to feel relevant and important at the time just by having guest lists. It was a cool little position to have. Um, I made, you know, a lot of friends that way. And being just a, a people person, it's just great that I got to expand that into hanging out with when those artists were there. I was that liaison to make sure, you know, I'll make sure they're where they need to be, the hotels, go to dinner in the areas, whatever they needed for the day before the shows. Because a lot of times back then, it was their first time that they've ever been to the DC area, not knowing what's what. So I was great to be like that tour guide for the day. Yeah. And doing that, building the relationships and getting um, contacts and just um, a lot of people were asking me about, oh man, I want to, you know, book these people for my show. Can you get in touch with them? And as a friend, I was just like, yeah, yeah, I, I know who they are. I get you in touch with them. And I didn't know it was a real business until somebody was trying to throw money back at me saying, hey, you got us these roles by introducing us. You deserve an agency fee. And I was like, nah, I'm just doing it because I'm a friend. I don't need the money out of it. And that's how I kind of started. 
That's interesting. Um, and what's the name of your business now, Esterman? Well, now it's the, my last name, Esterman.com, which is the same as the website. So I made it simple and easy to remember. <laughs> Just Esterman.com. And as you as you started booking people for uh, your friends and, and and celebrities for this these engagements, I'm guessing a lot of people started coming to you. You know, they started yeah. finding you and saying, "Hey, can you get me this kind of work?" And is it hard? I guess now you're a business, but back then, was it hard to book people for things? Was is it is it an well, is it easy to do? I was a, I was like anybody else in the business. I was a hustler. You know, I would have to call around. You know, I call around to different places, clubs, um, different people who would be interested in possibly bringing a celebrity out. You know, nightclubs were the big thing right now. Any of the nightclubs. Now, those also, price points, um, you're dealing with inexpensive. So I was dealing with people who were uh, on, like, MTV's Real World and uh, those kind of reality stars, which were only, you know, 800 to to $1,000 to book somebody like that. So we're not talking, like, the level we're dealing with now. But back then, an average nightclub would book, a, a you know, five 800 to $1,000 club. That was affordable. So that's why. They were well sold and they were well received because they were, you know, people knew them from TV every single day on MTV and they were affordable. So it's a win-win again. So that was an easy mold to start with. And then building all these nightclubs that I was booking were my buyers over time. So as it grew, the, the population grew with popularity of different shows. That's when these same clubs would say, oh man, you know, they upped the game. You know, it's like, wow. So instead of just having a, a real world, let's get into like a Carmen Electra. Let's get into somebody who's, you know, a little bigger. And, you know, that's kind of how it kind of grew. Right. In terms of what people can make, I know you're talking about 800, a thousand bucks, but you know, now at this point in the game, after you're now dealing with huge celebrities, what is without, right. without revealing names, what is the most amount of money that someone that a celebrity can get for, uh, for appearing somewhere? Well, that's, and that is a, depending on the celebrity and depending on what the type of appearance is. I mean, when you say personal appearances, they're going from whether it's corporate speaking, is it a nightclub appearance, is it just signing an autograph at a booth at a uh, at a show? Some people are doing, um, yeah. I mean, the, the the thing is very wide. Yeah. So depending on the, the celebrity itself too, because there's a lot of celebs that can do a big event, but they're inexpensive because let's say they don't have that that they they have a name, but they're not on a value that's so hot right now. Right. So again, it's like it's like real estate or like. Um, I'd say it's like pricing travel, you know, airline tickets and car insurance because there's never one size fits all. Yeah. But the average, I mean, there's been, look, you got the Paris Hilton. Remember Paris when she was doing DJ sets or, or appearances or Kim Kardashian before when she became who she is. I mean, these guys were getting hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was unheard of. Wow. Unheard of. Who and- can afford that kind of stuff? Only <laughs> Vegas, yeah. only overseas. Only the sheets of whoever, you know what I mean? Right. So if, so if, I, was, uh, if I was a big celebrity and I was working with you, which phone call would I want to get that I'm going to a, a conference or that I'm going to a club? Like, which, which one would you be like, you're going to love this? Like, which, what, 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 what would be <laughs> yeah, the... I'll tell you what the thing was, what you'd love is how much am I going to make? That's when, <laughs> when the phone rings, the calling, this money's calling. That's what it is. It's not about how much, it's... What you got is we know money's coming. That's really what that was. How much it was was always going to be with their rep, with what they, you know, their general area of what they get. Right. Because I already knew the knowledge of kind of what do these people want. So, of course, I'm not going to go to them with some stuff that's going to be 
what do you call it? They're going to, you know, be embarrassed or it's going to be like, you know, you're going to bring me back. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> right. so low that it's embarrassing. I would be, you know, I knew what the kind of realm was. Right. And it sounds like it's uh it sounds like this is a definite business for celebrities. Like this is a big piece of what they make. This isn't their main general thing. I mean, most stars are stars because they're on shows or movies or they're doing stuff on a regular basis. They're not doing Esterman business, but you got a weekend that you're free. That's what we call it personal business, personal appearances, meaning on your personal time when you're not working, you know, on a weekend, a Friday night or Saturday night, yeah, we could take you in and out of a, a flight and you're going to make, you know, five grand, 10 grand, 20 grand, whatever the event or person is. And to them, it's easy, quick cash. Yeah. Extra. Yeah, I mean, but, but it's not an everyday thing, right? But it's but in a year, in in the span of a year, if I was a celebrity and I'm on TV every day and I'm a host of something, I mean, I, you're talking about I could, pull, oh, I, now, could I could, I well, could. Now you're talking about right? I could pull, I could put the numbers game at that point. Yeah, I could pull in a half a million dollars, maybe, right? Yeah, sure, if you got something good going on, people know who you are, and you got time in your hands, you're a hustler. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of clients like that are real business people, make a lot of money because they. They love to, to keep their keep, keep rolling. I mean, some people like uh, Carmen Electra, let's say, oh, I'm not going anywhere unless it's 20 grand. I mean, some people can't afford 20 grand and they don't think you're worth 20 grand. <laughs> but I understand if you think you're only worth 20, then you're only going to get 20. <laughs> so they yeah. didn't leave the house until then. But didn't get somebody like, uh, you know, a Mario Lopez or any others. Look, they're rocking and rolling. Yeah, that's remarkable. That's, uh, that's, that's some good money. Look, if I was, even if I was making $10 million a year, if I can pick up another half a million bucks on the side for the year and working with you, I'd be working with Esterman all day long. If you can keep them busy, then, then that's great. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how it was. How much can you get for uh, uh, shopping a uh, Netflix producer around these days? <laughs> well, now you can get them for you know you know four pennies to a dollar. You can probably get you know at least you know your money's worth. I think. I think I have to. I, have to, I think I have to pay somebody. <laughs> hey, uh, Esterman, but you know, right? look, you have uh, you. How many people? How many celebrities would you say? J- j- just a round number uh, that you handle currently in your business. Currently, right now, I mean, what are popular what's on the website, estimate.com, I'll have, um, I'll have a good, let's say, you know, there's probably 50 people shown, wow. 50, maybe 50. But by the time you go to, um, you know, the ones that are working, you get a good handful of people that people are still requesting. Don't forget, I'm not the one that, that gets the people like, oh, you definitely I'm going to guarantee work for. It's really, they make what they make of themselves, meaning the popularity and the, you know, how they perceive themselves on whatever shows they're on. I don't make stars. Like I say, I book them. Right. So they make themselves popular. And I, as the popular grows, depending on what areas or even other countries or somebody might be more popular in one area than they are in another. Julio, remember him? Big singer. Great. It's great in England, great in Finland, you know, but you don't hear much about him in the U S anymore. You know what I mean? Because that's just the way it is. That's just how it is. You don't hear much about him anymore. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's the difference. It's a, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating business of entertainment. I'm telling you, there's, there's so much uh, money to be made in all different areas. You started off as a dancer, entrepreneur, you were in the, into limos, you were into all kinds of stuff and you, uh, and you ended up with Esterman, uh, this Esterman entertainment building business and uh, you've built it into this, this awesome business with a bunch of celebrities. So it's a, that's a remarkable thing, man. Thank you for being on the show and sharing, uh, sharing your journey with us. We appreciate that. So glad to be able to share a little bit of my, uh, 
Exactly. Well, Davy Dave, Davy Dave's going to be calling you. See if you can book him on some uh, and some uh, strip on, joints. Strip there joints. We go. So after uh, Made in Mexico comes Come out, on, Davey, a, uh, that phone's going to be ringing, my, my G. <laughs> All right, Esther, man. Thanks for your time, buddy. I appreciate you. Hey, thanks so much for the call, guys. All right, yeah, man. man. Talk soon. Take it easy. You know, look, the the key thing for us is that you want to be able to talk about all aspects of entertainment. This is definitely one we hadn't talked about. That's something that uh, I don't think I've ever heard Esterman's story like that and his upbringing. That was really cool. Um, I know that uh, I see him around. We see him around. You've known him longer than I have, but uh, I just see him pop up uh, here and there because he doesn't live out here. He lives... um, Back east, yeah, he lives back east, and uh, and he handles a bunch of celebrities. Um, uh, a lot of them very, very well known. He does a lot of business in Vegas. We didn't talk about the pandemic uh, affecting his business. Obviously, it has. Yeah. You know, uh, there's no question it has. But, but I think it's uh, you know, if you're listening, I think one of the key things to focus on is, you know, he was in a club dancing. He was working. Um, like an entrepreneur limos driving people around and somehow within all of that he was doing, he figured out how to turn it into a business. He, he also uh, realized the importance of entertainment. Yeah. And, and entertaining people and getting them to the right places and making exactly. sure they knew where they were going. I mean, that's what he's doing now. So yeah. if you think about his trajectory, all of the things that he learned from negotiating with clubs and negotiating mm-hmm. for his show, negotiating for uh, celebrities or, or people that were renting his limos and getting them to where they were going, it all sort of added up to the business that he does now. And he's very successful at it. I know for a fact that he makes a couple of people I know mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Perfect. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, Not at all. If you Not make a name for yourself and you can work with someone like Esterman and get them to book you, you know, evenings and speaking engagements and you're making tens of thousands of dollars doing it, then nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, the thing is, is that I think he can probably book you in some strip joints for sure. That's cool. I'm, uh, you know what? I used to work in a strip joint. No, you did I swear I did. Oh man, we got to tell your story on this show someday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, is this a family show? No, you know what? Not. I'll be honest with you. I used to be a DJ in a, um, oh. in a strip club. Oh, wow. Yeah. Would they request, would strippers request certain songs? For yeah, you? they'd uh, they'd give you some certain, a little list, a little playlist that they liked. But here's here's the kicker. Um, I used to DJ the uh, the men's review show oh, once a week. Also, Lavy Flav. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting. I bet. But uh, well, l- l- <laughs> to, to to be clear, those shows bring in a lot of women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there's probably there was some uh, there was uh, give, and, give and take there. Right? there yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Uh, well, I mean, I think that. I think that, you know, we all do what we have to do and we work in areas where, where, that we think are fun. Mm-hmm. And while we're doing those things, we see other opportunities for ourselves. So, it was all entertainment. Yeah, it's all entertainment. Yeah. And, um, but I definitely wanted to talk to Esterman. I, I, I had always wondered how you go from sort of this entrepreneur to booking talent and, and getting them big speaking engagements yeah. and, and things like that for money. And, um, and now we sort of know, and he's good at it. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is I thought he, I thought at some point he wanted to be an entertainment or a producer yeah. or make movies, but no yeah. way, man, he had no interest in that. He just wants to place you places and, uh, yeah. Get he, you some cash. He wants to work with, uh, with actors and, and negotiate deals and get you to the good restaurants and all right. that. Exactly. What we didn't talk about is his big client is Celsius. 
Um, yeah. You know, and he supplies all of his celebrities with Celsius. I don't know what agreements he has yeah. with Celsius, but he's, but definitely the, um, the bridge between commerce and, and, and celebrity yeah. totally meets there. Right. Because he's got this product that he, that he gives to his clients and whether or not they Celsius pays those clients to right. advertise or not, or if they just do it for product, right. he definitely has a good thing going there. It's a good connection. Celsius. Yeah. The uh, healthy alternative to an energy drink. That's right. Um, and it's, and it's terrific. So uh, cool, man. So that was, that was kind of an interesting show. I think we covered some new ground for uh, the, let's get into entertainment. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a business. It's definitely connected to celebrities and to what they do. And, you know, if you're a host and, what he was saying, which we didn't get into, which I think is interesting, is if you're a host on TV and he gets you a gig, yeah. you could host an event. You, yeah. know, you could host uh, marketing seminars. You know, you do a marketing seminar or you do a management seminar, right, with Coca-Cola or right. whatever. And you can host those things and be like the keynote speaker or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that's $100,000. But that's uh, another piece of uh, the entertainment puzzle. If uh, you, you're not going to be an actor and director or producer, say, hey. Let me um, take up this space and let me see if I can book these guys. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so we can share. Some yeah. So he definitely <laughs> figured that out. Good for him, man. And uh, let's talk about extreme music for a minute. Um, yeah. It's funny because I got an email again about their new, every week there's a new release on extreme music. I think this week was about horror because, you yeah, know, I saw that. Right. We're in the month of October. So um, they are putting out their horror selections. But you know what I found interesting about talking to Russ uh, the other day when, when, I spoke to him. I was looking for like Mexican music that had, um, you know, or I was looking for music that had a Latin flair that was Christmassy. Mm. And that's hard to find. It is. You know, it's not exactly something that you can go to the library and punch in and say, oh, Christmas music with a Latin flair. Right. I did find some stuff on Extreme. It was pretty good. But when I complained to him, he definitely went out. And however they do it at yeah. Extreme Music, he went out and he, the next month, there was all of these new albums. Well, he's got there. a smart team, man. Yeah, yeah. He's got, a, and they've got songwriters, mm -hmm. and, right? And the other thing he said that was really fascinating is the idea that they're not about quantity, mm -hmm. they're about quality. I can see that. Right? So they don't take all composers, they don't take all music from all over the world. They're yeah. very selective and mm -hmm. they do a lot of it in-house themselves. Mm -hmm. But, um, But yeah, they definitely, if you have a certain type of music. Like for instance, my wife's a producer and Lewis Roberts, she's doing a show and it requires a specific theme song. Mm -hmm. So we contacted Russ and said, Hey, she's doing a show for HDTV and she wants this element in the opening credit title sequence. And they went out and created it for her. Yeah. I love it. They're man. They're geniuses over there. If you yeah. go to the site and look at anything that pops up, you can yeah. click on any one of the links that have music. It's amazing. Yeah. And they, and uh, you know, it's the other thing that's pretty cool is that if you are looking for, let's say I'm just going to be very, very simple. If you're looking for drama uh, or comedy with a slapstick feel mm -hmm. and you go in there and you, you write drama and all the drama pieces come out within the songs themselves, they have other genres. So, if you want drama and you want um, thriller right. to add to, add it to that, you just push the thriller button and it adds thriller and drama together and gives you all of those selections. Yeah. If you want them to be fast or slow or driven <laughs> or loud, you yeah. add those elements to your search and it starts to look for those. So just want to shout out to uh, Russ Emanuel and extreme music.com and just say, you know, they keep 
putting it together and making it easy for us producers to find the music we need, right? Keep knocking it out. Thank you, Russ. Yeah, thanks, Russ. Appreciate that. And we're still waiting for the hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, that sauce is delicious, man. Delicious. You know what? I never tried it, but I really want it. So yeah. send it over, Russ. Anyway, uh, David, Dave, thank you for being here. Appreciate you always showing up and making it happen. You know, appreciate it's, you, man. It's, thank it's, you. And um, Tootie, take care of your business, and then we'll see you next week. See you next week. All right, buddy. Thanks.